0: not even looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) How can I look at you like that? I thought you were never going to wear glasses. Hey, well, you know, sometimes you just, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I figured we have a pretty heavy topic today, so I had to break it up with a little humor, you know, and I love minions, and I finally got my husband to buy these for me. Well,
1: then wear them in good health. They look darn attractive. I see I see a thumbnail image coming on here.
0: I, I <laughs> all right. But I can't see the chat. And so thank you everybody for being in the live chat today. Those of you are my uh my loyal shower-uppers that uh, throw out all the hard questions that we get to answer. There might be a few today. Uh-oh. You ready for it? I'm gonna do the best I can. Yeah. So for those of you who have uh not seen the show with my Awesome co-host today, Ms. Dawn Ralston. Yes, she's becoming a regular on the show, in case you didn't notice. And uh, she is my organizational genius. Keeps me um, from going completely insane. (laughs) It's a fine line, Danny. I know, I know. (laughs) No, helps me out. And this week she actually helped me with something that has to do with the topic of the day. So I thought, you know, let's really dig into this because I am sure and actually we got an email in also and we did and so I know this this subject comes up out there and things are getting a little bit crazier government wise and you know big brother's watching and there's info on you out there now and you've been doing this long enough we need to dig into are you legal yes are you running a business or a hobby? And and what do you need to make that so that you don't get the knock on the door? Do
1: they do that? Yeah, they do that. They do that. they do the they, knock on the door? I have actually been in a business where they came with a padlock to shut it down. <gasps> Ooh, would that be like your house then? It would be if, in this case, it was a home-based business. Oh, see, it
0: can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. And that's what we're going to talk about
1: today. Right. And it isn't that hard to do. It's just scary if you've never done it before. Awesome. So we're going
0: to talk about that. And when we're done, we have some why won't they buy items. We have some hot sales of the week. And we have another store to review. So let's, uh, yeah, my two cents. Very so let's good. jump in and uh, talk about, let's start at the very you know, basic question of, how do you know
1: if you're a business or a hobby? The very basic definition is if you're in it to make money, you are a business. If all you're doing is selling things you already have around the house that you had already purchased, you don't need anymore, and you just want to recoup some of what you spent on it, not make a profit, then it's a hobby. If you're not, but the first time you buy a coffee mug for 50 cents and sell it for $10 or more, it's a business. You're out there to make a profit.
0: And I would hope you guys that are watching the show are in it to make money. So
1: yeah, And just because you're not making money doesn't mean you're not a business. Good catch. (laughs) It just means you're not doing it well enough yet. But if your intent is to make money.
0: That's it. Then you are a business. Have to have the intent, and I know we learned that pretty well when we had our thoroughbred uh, business and uh, at Twila last week. And she knows this. Anybody who's got like a horse business, it's different rules. You can you can lose money for five out of seven years.
1: You can lose money uh, three out of five.
0: Three out of five for everything else. Yeah. So five out of seven for the horses. So we learned, you know, that that thing early on about business and and hobby and how important that is.
1: Right, because they figure you've got some startup costs and you're not gonna be profitable every year. So they give you a little bit of leeway, but once you're not making money, you're just they they'll let you still pay taxes on your sales, but they won't let you make the deductions to offset yeah. it. So you really want to be pursuing that profit.
0: I, and this is just a little like a, a little tangent to go on here. I'm thinking about this three out of five. You can lose money for three out of five years, and I'm thinking Starting a business today is not what it was, you know 10 or 20 years ago when it truly there was a lot of investment and startup and it took a while to recoup that and start making money. It's much different. Do you think they're going to change those rules because of the whole online world?
1: I don't know that they're going to because they're still they, they're still encouraging brick and mortar businesses to set up. And we still have a lot of costs with inventory, with infrastructure like computers and shipping and things like that, and equipment. So we still have those startup costs. They just aren't as huge as a brick and mortar store. And ideally, I think even the person with the dream job working at home still wants more space. And half of us probably want to work from a warehouse and not our home after we really get going. And sometimes our warehouse is our home.
0: Oh yeah, you've been talking to me. Yeah. So, I mean, just everything is is changing, you know, as business and, and with this. So I just want to, like, you know, keep people kind of thinking that this could change and that you really should be in this to make money, which is what this show is about. Exactly. Yes. Profits. Yes. So what's, like, the first thing we need to do once we've decided I'm a, I'm a business,
1: I want to be legit and do all this. What's the first thing I need to do? You need to figure out what your business structure is. And that gets a little more complicated. Let me make it as simple as possible. There's four basic business types. There's the sole proprietor, which means you, only you, nobody else, nothing formal. There's a partnership, which is you and one or a couple other people, and you're working together with a loose agreement or even a written agreement. Do husband and wife count as that, or is that still? Husband and wife are still considered sole proprietors. Right, They're considered one legal entity. Well, it's because which his is money his is, my, is my money, exactly, so, yeah. and, and my money's my money. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's an LLC, which is a limited liability company, which just gives you some extra legal protections, but still let you do simplistic bookkeeping, passing your income, your profits, and your losses through your income tax. But it's a little more complicated accounting. A little, but you get extra legal protections for that. And then the fourth type is a corporation which is a lot more complicated, a lot more formal. You have to do a lot more reports. But there are some steps that you can take to make it simplified for accounting and still pass the income through to your personal income tax return.
0: Yeah, my financial advisor started talking to me about having to bump up to a corporation. I'm like,
1: no, not yet. You want to be an (laughs) S-corp if you do become a corporation because that will simplify it. But it's still a lot of... Legal expense.
0: You'll be getting a call from me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet. So um, the first step is to figure out who what you are. And for most of us, especially if you're just starting out, sole proprietorship is perfectly simple enough. Perfect. So we've
0: figured out now we're business.
1: We need to be a, a sole proprietor. So where do I go from there? So your next step is to figure out your business name. It could be your eBay store name. It could be something else. It could be anything you want. Uh, for example, my business name is Hot Off The Truck. Has nothing to do with any of my businesses, just the name of our business. And then you file with your county, telling the county that you're doing business as this. And it's called a DBA, or Doing Business As.
0: If yes, mine is Utterly Good Enterprises.
1: And that works well for your umbrella.
0: Hence the reason there's always a cow here.
1: Exactly. Too. <laughs> is that all? Yes. <laughs> so now your next step is to let the federal government know you're a business. <sighs> yeah, they got to know. And it's a really simple step. You register for what's called a FEIN or a Federal Employer Identification Number. You could do it online. Um, last I knew it was free. It might cost a dollar or two now. I did not check that. Uh, but it's super simple to do. You fill out the form, you get a number back immediately, you're done. And you don't ever have to use that number again for anything, but you have to hold on to it because your state will want to know that number. And, and just just as a little Danny aside, write it down and keep it safe so that you don't have to go, what was that number? Yeah, or, or, or send it to me. Because so I've never done that. <laughs> or send it to me so that every time you can't find it, you just say, Don, wants my number? <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a service there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so after you register with federal government, now that you have this FEIN number, now you can go register with your state. And the state is the important one. It's the one where you're going to have a lot of paperwork. But it's most states make it really simple. And the easiest way to do that is to just Google... I want to open a business in Idaho or Washington or Maryland or Florida or wherever you're located. And almost always the very first result you'll get back after the paid ones are the official one for your state and the information is all right there, step by step, usually with links. Most states, you can do it online. It makes it very simple.
0: And Dawn tested this for you before the show to make sure that the advice she was giving was accurate. So she went and like Googled a whole bunch of states to make sure that was that, that the do right it. information. So I love that about you. Um, so, and yeah, and the reason we can't just give out a website is because every single state has different exactly.
1: stuff. And An additional problem that you will have is that sometimes your county or your city also has requirements, but your state site almost always will tell you that if there Hmm. are certain cities or see if your city has or county has requirements. For example, here we're required to have a state business license and a county business license. I fall into the exempt category for the state license, but I have to file for the exemption every year. But I also have to pay for my county business license. Every mm. So
0: it all seems like such a drag, you know, we got to do this paperwork and this government stuff, but what are the benefits of doing this?
1: Oh, the benefits are nice. Mm. The benefits are that you get a benefit of being a business, which means you get to write off your expenses, mm-hmm. expenses like portions of your home that are used exclusively for business. You get to write off the cost of your office supplies and your, inventory and all of those wonderful tax things that if it's a hobby you don't get to write any of that off so if you make ten thousand in sales and have nine thousand in expenses the profit you're going to pay tax on is only a thousand dollars yep so that's a great benefit registering with the state gives you a Fabulous benefit if you like to acquire inventory. Like
0: oh, most of us do. N-
1: nobody that watches
0: this show likes to go shopping.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well, then never mind. But you get a tax-exempt number. And when you purchase things, even if you go to estate sales, um, if you go to thrift stores, you go to uh, trade shows, wherever you go, you cannot pay sales tax. Isn't that great? I mean, that's yeah. here in... In Nevada, it's over eight percent.
0: And a lot of people don't know. You can use it. You can go inside a a Tuesday morning or a big lots. Now they uh, you know, sometimes the clerks don't comply or don't want to comply and they'll they'll be a little mutsy about it. But for the
1: most part, they'll go, sure, no problem. And then you don't pay tax on And did you know in most states there is an avenue to where if the clerk is mutsy and still insists on charging you sales tax? There's a way to recoup that sales tax and have the money come back to you. You just have to file it on your form. Right. It's awesome. So that is a super benefit okay. of having the correct licensure.
0: While we're talking about this, and I know we're going to get a little little deep into some of these things, and we have only got, you know, 20 minutes to zip through a very complex subject. Um, so we will give you a way to connect with Dawn and get your questions answered when we're done here. But uh, something that a lot of people are not aware of that we probably should talk about is, is what a use tax is, because that's on this. And that's all that stuff that doesn't really qualify into uh, resale. But you have to claim it.
1: Well, use tax, you pay on things that you order online that you haven't already paid sales tax on. So if I buy polymailers, which I did this week from somebody out of state, I don't pay sales tax. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good benefit, right? Um, no, I still actually technically legally owe sales tax to my state for that. So this is where you would report it when you do your sales tax return and use tax if you how can i say this if you don't pay if you don't pay sales tax on things it's conversely of when you do pay sales tax and you get the money back use tax you have you're required to pay it right now there's no big mechanism in line yes we got to it's sorry. time even i'm, sorry. I'm getting tongue tied i'm sorry it's time the <sighs> states don't have interconnection yet. The federal government hasn't figured out that they could be collecting tons and tons of money if they just figured out a way to get all the states to f- figure this out together. Yeah. So everybody wants to set their own rules. So right now we're good. But anytime down the road, it's they coming. Could, it's coming.
0: It's coming. They're coming after us. Our
1: states, our cities, they're gonna get our us. federal government. They all want more money to run. <laughs> and we're sitting down. Because they have to tear up more streets and pay for it. Sam All right. Yeah, we have way too much construction here. Um, so this is one area where, and it's easy to get. I mean, Amazon has those numbers. Mm-hmm. eBay has those numbers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's website, everybody's PayPal and ProPay and Apple Wallet, all of those people, all of those entities have this information. All the government has to do is pass a law that says, give it to me. Give me all their information. Oh, and they're working on it. Oh, they are. They are working on it hard. Yeah. And we don't want to get caught with our pants down, basically, with having yeah. not been reporting things. I know somebody that worked, uh, that was an accountant for a doctor's office and they got audited. And because they hadn't paid a use tax on the magazine subscriptions that they got from out of state, They got in trouble. They got in trouble and they got like a $500 fine. That's
0: just it. It's like, it's better to pay that little bit of insurance (laughs) to to get it covered than them knocking at the door for, you know, 500 bucks or or whatever.
1: The the penalty is always worse than the actual tax.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, Dawn still helps me through my paperwork. Like, it's quarterly, so it's it's every few months. (laughs) She's like, she reminds me, did you get your uh, sales tax
1: thing, whatever we call it, done yet? I'm like, oh, shoot, it's that time again? And I I started about 10 days before it's due and (laughs) five days. And you know it's due tomorrow. But it's not much. I mean, I write checks for, you know, like $3
0: sometimes. It's just the Yeah, I've written them for 58 cents. Yeah, it's it's not a lot of money, guys. It's not a lot of money. It's just a little bit of a pain in the butt. Uh, So let's move on a little bit to um, we've expanded, we've grown
1: business, and now we need help. Oh, employee or independent contractor Exactly.
0: Help. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> tell me the difference. Okay. Well, an employee, you get to tell them what to do. They get to work. Oh, I like that. They, yeah. I thought you might. Mm-hmm. Most of us like to tell people what to do. <laughs> um, they get to work in your office or wherever mm-hmm. you designate that they work. Uh, you get to provide all the materials that they work with, and they have to do the job exactly how you want it done, or you can fire them. No questions asked. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. However, well, let's talk about an independent contractor
0: yes, first, because I think that's what most people are. Using I
1: had an out there. independent contractor for a while that uh, did my write-ups for me. I delivered all the stuff to her. She had a week to get it done, however she got it done. She did do it on my form, but that was it. And she did it when she wanted, how she wanted. All she had to do was meet my deadline. She did it where she wanted. Um, I She was known to load her car up and go visit her boyfriend. Call, uh, stayed over and take all my stuff with her. With all her. your stuff? As long as she got the work done, that was the rule. <laughs> so she was totally independent, and then I paid her. At the completion of each job. So I Mm -hmm. paid her each week. That fits the definition of an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. Independent contractors are usually cheaper because you're not paying their taxes. They are paying their taxes. Right. All you're doing is paying per job, per piece, however you work out. An employee, however, comes with all sorts of extra expenses. Oh,
0: don't I know it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you discover more all the time, I'm sure. You pay their wage. Mm -hmm. You pay any benefits that you're going to give them. Mm -hmm. You pay, they pay, remember when you used to get a paycheck and they deduct Social Security? Mm -hmm. Well, did you know your employer also pays the same amount into Mm -hmm. Social Security on (laughs) your behalf? A lot of people don't realize that when they're just a worker. But when you're the employer, you have to match that. In addition, you have unemployment. Unemployment ain't free. The employer has foot the bill for that already there is state unemployment, there is federal unemployment. There's your employer, as an employer, you have to keep workers' compensation insurance Mm on the property where your employee is going to be working in case your employee gets hurt. There's, um, here in Nevada, we have what's called a modified business tax, which you pay on a certain amount of the employee's wages. So there's all these additional taxes that you have to pay. Some of you have to withhold. So there's more bookkeeping involved. There's more reports to file. So when you hire an employee, you have to know what your costs are over and above their wage.
0: Yeah. And that's important because I did. So we'll go back a little bit. I was using someone last year that was coming to my property. They made their own hours. They brought their own computer and, I gave them a pile of stuff and said, this is what needs to be done with it. So I thought it was pretty safe. in the, in, the, in And they had signed an agreement that they were an independent contractor. And then when I let them go, they went and tried to file for unemployment. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah. So I got a love note. Yes. I got the nice little love note. Now, you know what? I won. I won. What saved my behind was that I never had them turn in a timesheet. I never set their hours, and they were using their own equipment. So I got out of that one. But had I lost, it was a $5,000 fine. Ouch. So, mm-hmm. so when it was time to bring someone else in to help, I went through the whole process of setting up to be an employer and I now have, I do payroll and, and my employee is great. She's watching this show. I love her to pieces and she puts up with me. That's awesome. Um, Does but she there, get
1: paid extra for that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course. She'd need to be. <laughs> but yeah, I was really, um, now it wasn't so hard. There are softwares, there's things that make it so easy. What? You know, I just set in fact, here's the funny thing. I had her set that all up for me. Part of her job. Exactly. She's doing administrative stuff. So she went in, she set it all up, she put all her stuff in there. And now every two weeks I run payroll and uh, it's a software called, well, they're changing names, right? It was Zen Soft. It's Zen Payroll. Zen Payroll, I think. I'm... It's They're changing to Gusto now, which I don't get. But anyway.
1: But it's pretty simple to use.
0: Very simple to use. And
1: it's pretty cost effective, if I remember correctly. Yes.
0: Um, I don't remember the exact cost, but it was like for what they do, oh, because they keep track of everything, and they and, and the reason that this topic came up was they had they have a dashboard and they were saying you haven't filed your Nevada business registration yet. I was like, Hmm. Huh? <laughs> yes, you had actually. <laughs> exactly that one. <laughs> yes. And uh, and then we found out, yeah, that I that I had. So it was all good. But then I had to set up the unemployment and all that stuff. And
1: but their dashboard tells you to do that.
0: Exactly. I I made sure you know I did what they said they tell me i'm compliant they're they're handling and holding all the, the they'll file the taxes mm-hmm. everything so it's it's really not hard to add employees and the thing about having an employee that girl she makes me money because now while i'm sitting here doing a show she's back home listing stuff for me that's going to sell yeah so employees don't think of it as a cost think of it as an investment that's going to bring you an ROI, unless while they're working you go catch up on your soap operas and eat bonbons, yeah, then no, that's you can't not do so that. good. Yeah, no. yeah, it's got to pay for itself. But
1: yeah. and, and the Zen payroll, if I remember correctly, was like I think it was like twenty nine dollars or nineteen dollars a month plus four dollars per employee. Yeah. I mean, super I mean super expensive yeah. or super cheap. Yes, for the fact that they do all the paperwork, the only thing you're responsible for is actually paying the tax.
0: Yeah. So, and they take it directly out of my my bank account mm-hmm. every couple of weeks. Boom, run it.
1: So I, there it is. Yeah, I'm so loving it's, it. It's a great way to avoid almost all that. You have to set it up, but once it's uh, set up, yeah, once it's, it's set up, just, everything's it's there. And now that you can do it all online, when we set up our business originally, you couldn't do any of it online. So we had to go to the county and get the business yeah. license, and we had to reserve the name. Then we had to go to the state office and get the tax paper filled out then we had to bring that back to the county oh to gosh get the it used to laws. be yeah it was a whole day
0: yeah so it's not so bad anymore and employees are the way you want to grow your business I mean that's literally cloning yourself when you can teach somebody to do the processes in your business that you so the I got Scott talking in my ear here, and and usually I can talk right over him, but I had to actually pay attention to his question that time. <laughs> uh, so they um, they do file the taxes,
1: they do the, the, reports. the quarterly yep. reports.
0: Um, they keep you
1: compliant with everything, and the only thing that they don't do because they just do employee and payroll and those kind of things is they wouldn't file your sales tax Correct. report or yes. your use tax report. Yes, but they do your. Unemployment report, your quarterly federal report. They do your any state reports, any county reports, and they'll they'll
0: also do direct deposit
1: for the employees too. So it's all good. Yes. Oh, yeah. They do your W twos, your W fours, your ten ninety nine, everything, any of that stuff that you. Yeah, you can do independent contractors through them. Yeah, you can put your independent contractors to pay them to make it easy on you. All of it, and to keep track of the numbers. Because when I had my independent contractor, I had to make sure I was tallying up what I was paying her.
0: Scott, so. you can't go over there until the show's over, okay? You Just hold off. <laughs> it's online. They're online. So, uh, so. We're just having a whole other conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, have you been doing it old school or using, you know, like an outside company or something? Do you that's like so things have. There you go. Turn on your mic so they can hear you. He has a voice. He talks
1: in my ear all the time. So, so yeah. that's what a, a, a huge benefit to if you do not like numbers, you do not like the paperwork, you don't have to worry about when things are due. They're going to remind you on your dashboard. Yeah. Zen
0: payroll. Z-E-N payroll.
1: Yes. Dot com. It, and they're changing to
0: Gusto. I don't know if they've got the website. You yet. know what? Even if they do, you can still, you still use get Zen, to, payroll. Zen payroll. Yeah. that They'd be silly to get rid of that. So so if you guys need more help with this, you have questions, Dawn has a way that you can reach her. And she can be your go-to person for this stuff, too. What email address would you like them to use, Dawn?
1: Uh, dawn at declutterwithdivadawn.com. There we go. Dawn at com, or come over to the Danny app Facebook group and tag her. You can do that too. That'll work too. Yeah. Um, I'll do what I can to help you. If you need help doing all of the forms and everything, we can work something out. Happy to help. I've yes. done more than one of these. Yes, you have. All right. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back,
0: we're going to solve some why won't they buy dilemmas. Cool.
1: Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors and calculates your E-Worth and it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your E-Worth and your own reputation
0: shareyourreputation.com is the website and very exciting they have a professional account now where you can take your your little reputation widget and put it on Shopify sites and your own WordPress site and I have struck you guys a deal with them 20% off yes if you use what it let me get it right danny deal danny deal at the time that you uh, sign up, they'll give you 20% off. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Why won't they buy? Let me find the right thing to start with here. So I must apologize first to poor Jan Hester, who has been waiting to have this item remedied uh, for quite some time because uh, it was actually on the list to do the last time you were on the show. And we... We We got Gabby. We got Gabby. (laughs) There's nothing else. So I thought we'd done it. I thought, you know, in my mind, I had. Uh, so this is a baseball, and what she says is, you want to read the life, the item number.
1: I could or, do that. It's up, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I could read the item number too, which is one two one six 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 two seven eight eight four two. And this is it comes from her late husband's baseball collection. It's been listed since May 31st, has had one offer of $200, which she countered with $275, which was declined. And before I go on, let me just say one thing right here. I know sometimes it is hard to accept an offer that feels lower than than what you have the item listed, and it's listed for $500, Um, but... Before you press that counter button, really think about what the the um what's the word I'm looking for the 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 competition the, the gosh darn it I can't I'm think of the sure word where I you're want going. when more than one person wants something you know there's things that have a, a real desirability in the market and people are looking for them versus somebody who finds something that they can connect with as the case of this is a pretty unique item Mm -hmm. and it's going to take a very special buyer. And when you have that very special buyer poised and $200, that's not a low ball offer. I don't that. I mean, there is no real true market value out there to determine what this is worth. It is going to be what someone is willing to pay. So always keep that in mind, you guys, if you have a unique item and it's, $200, $200, you're going to make a profit on that. And you got to decide how attached you are to the item because sometimes we let our little emotional attachment get in the way. I know, I've done it. I've gotten the decline counter and gone, why'd I do that? <laughs> why'd I do that? Exactly. So this item is, um, it's got some history. Her husband worked to get all of these signatures of each of the ladies. That were part of this uh, uh, American Girls Baseball League, and I, what is the team name? That's what if were well, they on a league or that was this? it was from a
1: league. The Rockford okay. Peaches, which you could see in the photo, was one of the teams. Oh, okay. but if I recall correctly, this was at an event well after this was not at the time of the of the games happening, but at something in maybe a reunion of some sort. Later.
0: Well, he says that he tracked down all of these signatures of the entire team. So that's why. So I'm thinking the team probably needs to be up there in that title. That's why I'm
1: reading it. Let's see. Next one's Rockford Peaches. Yeah, yeah but this is the Kenosha Comets on one of them. Okay. So it's different people. Hmm. Maybe she meant to say league
0: here. um So there doesn't seem to be another autograph baseball like it. Uh, only ones with individual signatures, not the entire team. And I didn't see what any of the individual ones were selling for, if they were selling. So that would be important to know. Um, all these women have passed away. And, um, yep, so there's sentimental value here. It, it will be a treasure to the right person. It's just about determining how much that person's going to be willing to pay for something that is a sentimental value more than... They could go out and sell it at, you know, Christie's or Sotheby's one day. Um, it's going to stay a very unique value. This is a really y- a unique item in that way. If you really have to,
1: kind of come up with this as you go. Um, is there any provenance other than her saying? Does she? Does he have programs where he went to games or where he saw them? Right.
0: And that was going to be my next thing is um, adding more value by perhaps adding some of the other things that might go with this, some provenance from those games or some history. Uh, Maybe write a little, uh, a write-up about how the husband went around and collected these signatures to go with this. Something to add a little bit more value and
1: provenance to it so you don't have to worry about COAs. I can tell you a story about COAs from a baseball, a signed baseball that I sold and it was a 1954 New York Yankees baseball. It had a lot of the big names. It had Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra and Herman Woke. And it had Pee Wee Reese. And I can't even remember all the other ones. But I had no way of authenticating it. It was a friend's father's baseball. And he had nothing else that went with it. I looked into having the uh, signatures verified and it's authenticated. Expensive. It's very expensive. It's expensive. And so I listed it, I think, for $9.99 with Best Offer, and I ended up accepting an offer of $600. But I'll tell you what benefits I gave to it. I had free shipping. Mm -hmm. I had a 60-day return policy. And I told the buyer right in my listing, I have not had these signatures authenticated, but they are real, that they were obtained by a friend of mine's father, in 1954, he lived in New York at that time, and I wholeheartedly had com- believed that they were real. I had compared them on other websites, and so I was going to give them 60 days to determine whether mm-hmm. or not these were real. Yeah, it led to your credibility. And if at 60 days they had attempted to have it authenticated and it came back as not authentic, I would absolutely take it back. I would pay for the return shipping, mm-hmm. and but... Getting it authenticated was up to them because I wasn't going to I think it was one hundred ninety five dollars plus thirty five dollars per signature.
0: Oh, yeah. It's yeah. To get the right. Now, there's some there's some
1: shady companies out there. will do it cheaper. But
0: there's certain ones that people the collectors see as as, you know,
1: my, my my buyer said that was perfectly fair. That gave him plenty of time. Yeah. To determine in his mind whether or not it was real, he did go and pay to have one signature authenticated, and he wrote me back and he said, "It's real. I believe uh-huh. that they're all real. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Don't worry about getting a return. I love my baseball. Yeah, and provenance. When you
0: have this story, that's one of the things I always tell people is when they're when they've got an antique or, or something very unusual. It's like, what is the provenance? What goes behind that? Because that that led leads. Leads to the credibility that you're, you know, asking in your value. I, one of the best things I ever sold was a Neil Armstrong signed photo. Wow, which are extremely rare because the guy does not sign anything. Didn't sign anything. He wouldn't even sign checks. So his signature is is very rare and also very, very forged. <laughs> you know, all over the place. Um, there's reproductions. Uh, so I. I knew it was, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I knew it was real because the entire storage locker I had purchased came from a woman who had worked at NASA. All of her employee stuff was in there. She had been through the entire space shuttle program. I mean, I'd already made thousands of dollars with all of this astronaut stuff that I'd been selling. So when I found the Neil Armstrong, it was like, okay, I know it's real. I was able to provide her name, pictures of her credentials of working for NASA and put that bad boy up, starting at nine ninety nine. auction. Oh, it flew, I'll bet. It flew. $4,500. Woo! Yes. <laughs> the scary thing was, yeah, it went to England. Ooh. So, ins- like, insuring it, and I was like, oh! Ah.
1: <laughs> For $4,500, I might have hopped on a plane. And, yeah. I would have sent you. <laughs> That's right, that was back when you didn't fly Yeah, exactly <laughs> Yeah, so
0: having that provenance You guys, yeah. anything that you can do To add to the credibility of the price You're asking for something, do that But in this case, it's such a unique item It really is going to take The right buyer coming along you yeah. gotta...
1: And And timing for this Right now is probably not Super high They yeah. just had an anniversary I think a few years ago um when the movie came out uh a league of their own yeah which was based on this league that this baseball's from that would have been a really great time to have sold it because it was a much higher popularity but if there's an anniversary coming up for the a league of their own well here's another thing
0: write a blog post write a blog post with this story and give a link back over to this this item Get it out there in more than just an eBay listing because a blog post is going to get picked up in Google. So if somebody happens to be searching,
1: boom, you're going to find it. A tweet. You might actually get someone from the movie to retweet it. Or someone from the family. So we think big. Absolutely. Yeah. And just a small picky thing for me to make the listing better. All caps. All caps. <laughs> yep. Get rid of those all caps.
0: <laughs> I knew that was coming.
1: And I think you need all American Girls Baseball League, not just America Girls oh. Baseball League, because you may be getting pushed down in Cassini if someone is is searching for an American Girl doll or American Girl. Right.
0: League. That's going to come up. That,
1: that's that's going to come yep. up. And you may be getting punished for that and and all american
0: girls baseball league autographed with case i wouldn't i wouldn't put baseball twice you got baseball in there once even though you're saying it in the baseball league it's still in there when somebody's searching baseball so yep all right i you know what team autographed if it is team autographed it's got, it got all the, you know, teams and everything. I, I just think that's a it's word. different teams, yeah. That, that's a word somebody would be using. All right. Let's do one more. Okay. This also. Same week. I know. What happened to us? Oh, yeah. We got Gabby. We're doing that again today, by we the way. Are. <laughs> all right. Vintage Sasha Gregor doll in original crayon tube, late 1960. So the first thing I see is if it's in the original crayon tube, I want to see that in the gallery. Because people don't read number one and if this is coming up in a search with these sasha gregor dolls and everybody else is showing it with that crayon cran tube uh, cran tube and is that what they're calling is that what is that what they're calling it um make sure that's what you know the the collectors are calling it let me see let me go over and do sasha gregor doll is that what it's called yep whoever came up with these Dare I say ugly dolls. Sorry if I'm offending anybody who likes these dolls. Oh, handsome. So let's just look at best match first. Of course, that's an auction. That's coming up. Auction. Ooh, auctions are coming up much higher than others. All right. Um, right. That's got a bid. So now we get down to the bite now. So let's go with highest. <laughs> Scott likes the pictures. All right. So now we've got one for. Is that ours? Is that the one that one? is ours? Oh, highest price. You guys don't ever want to be the highest priced when there's multiples. You are going to fall off of best match.
1: Like you're probably on like page. You know what, Danny? There's 26 10. watching. There's one here for $120 less and nobody's watching that one. Yeah.
0: What's up so with that? So what's the difference? What's up with that? Um, I think the CRAN tube, saying the CRAN tube, probably does play into it. So got to get that picture.
1: And it says new inbox. of so the second one though, NIB, if anybody knows what that means. Who, who knows
0: how this and thing And here's works. one. <laughs> yeah, she got, so she's, now I can tell you, she's posted this over on the Danny app Facebook group.
1: So are those all the people?
0: Yeah. So you get watchers that, that way. Come on over. If, if
1: um, there are truly 26 people watching it, looking to buy, I might put this on sale. And see if it is a price yeah, thing.
0: Give a little bit more because here we go. Just a
1: tiny little bit. These are
0: results sorted by highest first. The highest one, three seventy plus fifteen dollars shipping, three sixty four. So that price is a bit of a stretch. This is a more of a three hundred and fifty yeah, to ju- four hundred dollar And she's not buying it
1: now on there. So maybe put it on a ten percent oh, sale. Did we have where to go? Oops, not that one. This one
0: um we've got make offer an offer yeah i'd say put it on sale so those watchers yeah just a little get bit the price 10 11 yeah seven percent and something. if that doesn't work end it relist it or not relist sell similar, sell similar and get that gallery picture to be the one with the crayon tube and lower that price by 100 bucks and yeah
1: are you going to want to do economy shipping or you want priority if you're spending $500.
0: Yeah. You know what I use? I use FedEx Home because it just shows as standard shipping. It doesn't say economy. It says standard. If you're using parcel select, that's going to show as economy. And like, yeah, you're right. Nobody really wants that. And if
1: you're selling something for $500, you're going to be spending money for signature confirmation and yeah. all those other things. So you're going to want a good, reliable service anyway. And you're going to want, yeah. if I'm spending $500, I don't want you shipping cheap. I can
0: see doing FedEx on this because it'll be oversized, mm-hmm. um, but definitely bump that up. All right. Who wants to get my two cents on a store? Ha! Huh. Lots of people. I get lots of requests for this, believe it or not. So,
1: Well, you we'll, usually have very good advice. We'll go
0: there. Oops, not that one. Oops, if don't show my we, screen
1: yet because I can't pull up the right thing. Here we go. If only we all <laughs> took your advice sometimes.
0: I know. That's the most frustrating thing about this job. I can tell you. I can tell you. But hey- Before we're done, I'm going to give you some examples, people who took advice and are making money. Ooh. Just saying. All right. This comes from Cynthia Boris, who is one of my newest appsters. And her business is Boris Basement. And I asked her, I said, you know, um, I just want to, like, share this on the show because this is the perfect example of I come over here and I see this awesome imagery and you tell me you do pop culture, pop culture, T-shirts, movie, music, and TV memorabilia. Yay. And then I go down here and I'm like, okay, where is it? Hmm. I'm not feeling it. Um, yep. There's T-shirts and things, but this is a store and, and, and let me just back up a minute because, um, This came from a conversation I had with Cynthia about going to some sales and just not knowing what to zero in on because she wants everything. And that's where I'm like, you have a niche. This is a tremendous niche, by the way. It's a great niche. It's
1: wide enough and yet specific enough.
0: Mm -hmm. So I would put the blinders on and stick to your pop culture stuff. When you're going, whatever sale or thrift store or where you're going Just put those blinders on. And when you do that, and this goes for anybody who's developing a niche, when you start doing that, you're going to see things you didn't see before. Now you're no longer going in there, going through, looking for anything that you can make money on. You are fine-tuned, focused on those things that you know how much money you're going to be able to make on them. And and you can make more than anybody else can make on them when you're niched.
1: I think it's a fabulous niche. And she's explained it really nicely in her... Uh, header. Yes. So
0: gr- header, graphics, all that, great. The idea of the niche, great. There's just some fine tuning to do here. Build some categories. Is your pop culture based on um, time periods? And you can do things like the 1950s and 1960s and 1970s and, you know, break it out. And I know I'm going a little further back with pop culture. Um, but, you know, 80s, 80s and 90s stuff right now it's blowing up. I can't believe those people are adults now.
1: <laughs> I've got two of them raised up. Hey, those born in 2000 will be driving next year, Danny. Oh.
0: <gasps> That's scary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're looking
0: for their childhood stuff. They are wanting to to relive that stuff. So they're out shopping and they're buying on emotion which is awesome because they spend money. They got the old credit card. Um, So I would just, I would get niched on this, man. I would just get those categories to where people can easily go in there and find exactly what they're looking for.
1: Well, and it's funny, Danny, when you were talking about going to an estate sale and just narrowing your vision for this, I could immediately see walking into a kitchen and looking for old vintage Pyrex walking into what's usually put in the garage, like all the Christmas stuff, and you don't want balls and icicles and those, but you might want the bubble lights and you might want any yeah. Hallmark ornaments that maybe have the Jetsons or the Flintstones or yeah, Hannah Montana things. and all those things. Anything that fits into You can ignore 90% of it and just zero, really focus right in. You can look at clothing and see the specific things that refer to pop culture. I
0: learned something last night, too. Uh-oh. Yes. So there's a big convention going on in town called G2E. It's the big, you know, slot machine companies where they bring out all the new slot machines. And we, we had a dinner last night because my husband happens to make those fun machines. And um, was asking one of the uh, the international marketing guys, "What's what was the hot machine? You know, Flintstones international really yes wow yes i mean
1: i i play the flintstone
0: machines i like them flintstones you know so this pop culture stuff is not just here in the u.s it is it is international and and going nuts so great great and we'll work you know obviously we can only do what we can do and you know a a little two-minute segment here but um you can definitely build this into something Really phenomenal. Really phenomenal. And and one of the first things I would tell you to do is do a little makeover of your store and get the new store. Um, this is the classic version still. I would I would bump up to the new store look. Keep your, your header. I love it. Um, we might change that tagline a little bit. Never know what you're going to find in the Boris Basement because we want to tell them what they're going to find in the Boris Basement. And that they're going to relive, you know, some fun stuff. Um, so so we'll continue this conversation over on the Facebook group, Cynthia. But um, really excited about your niche. And I think just put those blinders on and you can go to a lot more sales because you don't run out of money as fast unless you hit one that just has everything, you know, you sell. But you can have some fun with this. You can have some really fun. And she's in the live chat. Hey. Yay! Um, yeah, so I get I just get excited when I see a niche like this. And the kitchen thing,
1: guess who just went kitchen? Oh, that's right, Jennifer did. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that in the Facebook group. Yeah, she's like, Mom, I found my niche, kitchen,
0: just kitchen, kitchen, kitchen. So we like we built our well, I, and I was gonna like hi, I was gonna pull it up and show you guys, but I can't do that because she went and listed some Halloween stuff. <laughs> I was
1: like, No. <laughs> Blinders, guys. Blinders. Blinders. (laughs) Sometimes it's really hard to pass up what's going to make you money. I know, but you actually make more. Bigger picture. Think bigger picture.
0: picture. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Just like with filing your taxes, guys. Yeah. You may save twenty bucks here and a little aggravation, but think about that five thousand dollar fine Danny was facing. Bigger picture. Where the heck did my hot sales go? Wait a minute. All right,
0: they're here somewhere. Oh, here we go. yeah, I don't <laughs> like, no Let's do some hot sales of the week. Like I'm still not sure why we crack a whip at this point, but I'm good at uh, explosion, yeah. Sizzle, we gotta get a sizzle. We need sizzle. sizzle we, gotta, yeah. we gotta find a sizzle.
1: I know. Yeah, it's not a sizzle. No, that was no more a
0: gunshot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There we go. I recognize I had that sound. All right.
0: Our first one comes. Let me make sure I got the uh, right listing up. Oh, wait. You know, we should have an Amazon one here. Here we go. This is from Jeffrey Clark. Jeffrey bought this back in May 2014 at a library sale for a quarter. And he sold it this week for $75 on Amazon. Nice. And Yeah, that's I, I've been selling a lot of books on Amazon again. Who knew? Books were still selling. People still read. What's up with that? I don't know. I read on my Kindle. I don't. I still have books. I never get through them. But yeah, people are buying books. People are buying books. It's boring nonfiction. No, boring nonfiction is money in Big the bank. Money. Yes, 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 yes. Good job, Jeffrey. And then one of my favoritest, which direction was I going? No, nope, we weren't going that way. We're going this way. <laughs> I'll get this straight. I'll learn this thing one of these days. Um. So this is again from Matt P, who's over in the live chat. Uh, he's got he's got a hot sale. He's got a, we call him a score over on the Danny at Facebook group. We call it a score. We run score Sunday, so You can get tons he's and tons there. of these every week. Every week there's a score, and he's very niched, very niched. Uh, well, not my highest dollar sale. This one was a little different. Had a guy bring in a small pile of used chainsaw chains at work. He had bought a new saw, and these would not fit his current model, and he asked me to toss them to the scrap bin. (laughs) That's Matt's favorite words. All right. I have thrown hundreds of used chains into the scrap bin over the years. Uh, You won't be doing that anymore, will you, Matt? All right. He says these were all the same size, so I wondered if people would buy used chains. Apparently, a lot of people sell used chains, so... I took a high-quality picture hanging on an old rototiller handle with a flat-riding lawnmower tire in the background. I think there's a little sarcasm there. <laughs> I think maybe just a hand. And got his opening bid of 25 bucks. <laughs> on something that was just somebody wanted to throw in the scrap heap. Throw away. So here's, here's a little thing, Matt. When you run an auction, don't do free shipping. They don't expect it. People look, I, it's a, I don't know what it is, psychology thing. When you're running an auction, people do not care that the shipping is broken out. And in fact, you may get somebody further away to jump in on the bidding. I, you know, I'm sorry. Reverse that. Somebody closer to jump in on the bidding because um, the shipping is less. You know. So play with that. But this is definitely something that I would start uh, not tossing in the scrap bin. Just saying. And uh, yes, I love your high-quality pictures, by the way. It works. It works for your niche. That is the joy of being niche. The person coming over to your stuff loves those pictures. They get it. They
1: feel it. Yeah, they wouldn't want a sterile picture of no. on a white background. No, no.
0: They love this. Now, I have to scroll up here because i had just concerned about this. This is what eBay's doing, you guys. This is also why it's really important to... Keep in touch with your customers. Have that follow-up with your customers because they're getting sent away. Away, away. Um, So the good thing is other things from you are up here. But, yeah, eBay is um, spilling some of those sponsored links there. So got to be wary of that. And uh, save up those chains. Do a multi-quantity listing because then they're just going to come up over and over again for you.
1: Yeah. Who knows? You might have been able to list each one for $10 and somebody might have come in and bought two or three.
0: They can do that. They can do that. I'm oh, my cool. goodness. All right. We we have got to talk about um, some very cool things happening in the world of niche-to-profit viewers. Cool. Yes. Uh, so you guys are starting to tell me when things sell after you've made some changes. I love it. I love it. Now, this one actually did not sell because of a review we did on the show. It was through a question to the Danny app Facebook group. Have I mentioned the Danny app Facebook group? <laughs> Cause we do this. Is there a like, Facebook
1: group for the Danny app? There
0: is. What's it called? You're in there. What's it called? The Danny app. Oh, I know it's tricky. No, really, but this is what we do day in day out. We solve these problems. We get this stuff off the virtual shelves and into the hands of buyers. Uh, so this is from Paula Turner. And uh, she asked for help on this vase. She had a conversation with me about it during a store review back in March in which she said let the price in which I said let the price reflect the size and up the price to 249 because she had it at like 100 bucks. okay so she upped it to 249. yeah and she got a best offer 160. More than her price She upped the price More than her original price Yes absolutely And that was that this is a big beautiful piece And what I was trying to convey to her Is that if you have a big beautiful piece Raise the price Because then people will go Oh this is a nice piece This is a large piece And uh, there you go It's sold Beautiful pictures too Paula Yeah congratulations Paula Paula is very niched And she takes beautiful pictures. Beautiful pictures. All right. And then speaking of Matt, Matt had a, um, it was a Woodstock. It was a hot water bottle cover, Woodstock thingamajig. And and I think we said it was either price, pictures, or, um, yeah, something like that. Title, thank you. My brain's going fuzzy. And so we helped him a little bit get that solved. He says, was just going to say thanks, Danny. You were right. It was just price. With tonight's shipment, I know. I now have nothing fuzzy left in my inventory. Woo-hoo! I'm down to a couple of bobbleheads and one or two oddballs to get rid of, and my store will be nothing, nothing but parts. And St. Bernard Fur does not stick to parts like it does fuzzy things. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. So, yes, Matt, I'm like, I'm so excited in the direction. Matt's going to be quitting his job. Oh, that's right. He had a end of the year goal to quit yes. his job and be a full-time seller. Getting a little nervous going into the winter season, which is historically the slow season. Um, but we've been brainstorming other things that people in the winter need to buy that fall into his niche. And I, have, I am not even worried about you, Matt. You are going to just be, you're going to sail through this, quit that job. I hope. I hope none of your employers are, like, listening to the show, because we could be. Another Matt. Must us another, another Matt. Yeah. Different, different mat. guy. Yeah. It's another guy. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for being here, everybody. Gosh, we're like, an hour goes fast when you come on. Will you come on again? I could probably be talked about it. Will you come back? It. Oh, yeah, good. i like All to right. do that. I might have a surprise for you next week that I'm working on. Oh. Secret surprise guest who is in town from the land down under. So I'm gonna see if I can snag him into the studio next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you guys want to go watch the replays of this show? We got them for you. You go over to iTunes, leave us a review, we love it. Uh, you can go to YouTube, both on the Danny App Channel and the Vegas Video Network Channel. You can go to Roku, Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple TV, Google TV, Fire TV. Someday I'm gonna have this all memorized. Uh, of course, the thevegasvideoNetwork.com. <laughs> Yeah, they have a couple couple other shows there. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, 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 but,
0: yeah, This is the best one.
1: Yeah, if you're just filling in waiting. But, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, on the social
0: media networks and overcast.fm and just about any place else you can find anything because the Vegas Video Network rocks. Mm-hmm. So happy to be a part of it and uh, get to talk to you guys each and every week. And with that... Thank you Don
1: for being here. Thanks for having me to talk about a very boring subject. Hey, you made it good. It's all good. Is that guys? Go be profitable and make it fun.